Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Doug Hurst. Doug, are you ready to do this? I am indeed. Uh, I'm looking forward to a conversation. It'll be great. Yeah, likewise. Doug is the chairman of Elevation Gold. He has served as an executive with three mining companies that have gone on to be acquired for over $2 billion. Again, excited to have you on. Doug, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Right, right. Well, uh, so uh, so I'm a geologist by training, but I never got that professional designation. Um, and because uh, I jumped into the corporate, uh, uh, the corporate and financial, and uh, uh, fairly quick after school, so I sort of never really uh, worked my way through to uh, being a professional geologist. But my background is geology. I loved geography as a kid, and uh, I was science-oriented, but uh, terrible at math. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so geology was a uh, was a wonderful blend of those kinds of things. Um, and uh, uh, and I got a very very early introduction to the markets uh, and how the uh, stock market relates to the mining industry. The mining industry is fairly capital intensive, and so there was a direct relationship between the two industries. And uh, so early days, uh, early days of my career, actually when I was even just in university, the first summer that I worked uh, worked as a prospector slash geologist, pounding on the rocks and flying around in helicopters and such, I worked with a guy named Don McKinnon. And Don McKinnon was the prospector who staked ground that a huge gold deposit in Northern Ontario was discovered, and that was called Hemlo. And uh, Hemlo was a big discovery in the early 80s, uh, uh, right on the Trans-Canada Highway. And uh, um, and I started to understand the link between uh, the market, which uh, which was providing capital for drilling, and uh, uh, and and how mining companies related. And so I got a really early start. And it was just fascinating to peer over the fence into the financial end of things. Yeah. And so that's sort of how I got my start. Yeah. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. So how how, how has it changed? Um, maybe it's totally different. Maybe it's still pretty similar oh. to uh, that experience. Well, you know what? I mean, uh, metaphorically, it hasn't changed at all. Right? <laughs> it's, it's the equivalent of a guy with a donkey and a, and a pick uh, breaking off rock and looking for gold, right? And and but what has changed is that the mode of transportation is a bit different, but that's kind of about it, right? It's a very uh, pioneering uh, type of industry. It, it's an industry that 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 caters to those that are thinking out of the box. Um, well, so as a really good example, this this prospector that I worked with, Don McKinnon, um, he uh, he found gold in rocks right on the Trans-Canada Highway. So the Trans-Canada Highway is the equivalent of, uh, of an interstate highway, right? And, uh, um, and he was just, he, all he did, he just did the dogged work of working his way along the highway, uh, digging up sources of information, 
and breaking rocks. And uh, even though geologists might come in and go, well, these rocks aren't quite the right formation for gold, he didn't care. He just broke off the rock, and if he saw that there was gold there, then you know what? There's gold there. And so it was, uh, 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 you know, so he, Don was a real out-of-the-box thinker. And, and I've sort of carried that forward in my career where um, where uh, things that uh, things that you – uh, no are wrong are probably correct and you never know right so <laughs> yeah well i certainly appreciate that and that was a uh, very i don't think the term is serendipitous very fortunate that don was able to find the gold right there on the uh the main thoroughfare because i imagine no, that that's one of the really one of the biggest challenges to mining in remote areas like like where he like like Canada, where where folks are looking for for gold and yep. other precious metals, is how do we actually get all the stuff there, and then how do we get the rocks where we need to actually get them? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, so so I've been involved in uh, three companies from the ground up. Uh, I've been a director of many companies over the years, but but ones where I was directly involved was a company called International Royalty Corporation, and the second one was called New Market Gold. And uh, and the last one was called Northern Empire, and uh, and I'm uh, uh, and I'm involved with a couple of companies right now, but all, the common thread with those three companies was uh, um, was just finding assets that either the market had forgotten about or an idea that the market had forgotten about, and um, uh, and then uh, you know I'm not smarter than anybody else, I just happen to recognize that every now and then an idea rolls across your desk and you look at it and you say, okay, that's the one, right? After having, you know, so I don't know if you went to, uh, you know, uh, school after, after high school, but, you know, part of the process of that was throwing spaghetti against the wall and you throw spaghetti and when it <laughs> sticks, you know, it's done, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so... So, so in my business career, I just threw a lot of spaghetti against the wall. And, uh, and every now and then one would stick and I would have to sit up and pay attention. Uh, but the other thing, too, that I, had to, that I had to overcome was an idea would roll across my desk and I would look at it and say, well, you know, oh, that's, that, that doesn't make any sense. And I just and I wouldn't give it its due. Right. And it would roll off the end of my desk and, uh, uh, and never to be, you know, brought back again. But every now and then an idea rolls across your desk and you look at it and you go, oh, OK, something has changed. There's different data. Um, uh, you know, so what is it about this thing that that I would have ignored it previously, but now it's good. Um, and so so I think that that's probably one of my skills is just being able to change my opinion based on data yeah which which is certainly a sign of of extreme intelligence and 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 lots of wisdom um wisdom there we go I'll take yeah that. Okay. perfect <laughs> so in 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 today's world you're talking about the opportunities are looking for it's it sort of struck me as as as, as value investing if we're talking about the stock market you look yeah, for companies yeah. that maybe are undervalued for some reason but you could see that this is this is really really valuable if there's just a couple of things that maybe are changed or fall into place yep is 
is there more you talked about money kind of to get started because y'all need money to be able to 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 explore and to drill is there more money coming into the space now that prices are going up and 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 we're seeing a greater need for for precious metals oh well so that's really interesting um i would say sort of and um um you know, I've I've been through uh, several bull and bear markets over the over the years. Um, so when I finished my uh, uh, career as a field geologist, I mean, I only was uh, in it for a couple of years after school. Um, I joined a brokerage firm as their mining analyst just to kick around, um, uh, you know, just just to bridge the financial and the and the technical world. And within six months of me being hired by that brokerage firm, the crash of 1987 came along. So that was a major reorientation uh, of my value system. And it was just something that, uh, that, that taught me, like, you know, this is the world today. Something happens. Oh, it's a different world tomorrow, right? So, so when you look at the, vo- the flow of capital in and out of the mining industry, we're sort of in a um, in in a period where there is some money coming into the industry for very very specific targets uh, and for specific assets, but it's not a wholesale rush of money into the industry. Not yet, anyways. I mean, I think that there's an upward bias to the precious metals right now, and that will probably start to prompt more and more capital coming into the industry. But we're not quite there yet. Do you think that that's going to happen? I do, I do. It's it's I do indeed. Yeah, it strikes me that uh, me just reading the tea leaves and seeing that we are in great need of all these metals to do green projects and to make phones yep. and electric cars. That we 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 need more metal, and it takes a long time to get these mines online, from my understanding. So. Oh yes, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and so. Uh, so it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, you have on one side uh, the fact that uh, that uh, uh, carbon based fuels, you know, should decrease. Right. I mean, climate change is an issue that that we can see going forward. Um, but what's going to replace it? And uh, and there is some of a system that will generate enough energy to sort of replace it. But it's not, uh, you know, 100 percent of our fossil fuel use cannot be replaced by the renewable energy systems that we have in place now. And, uh, and you're right. How do we get there? Well, we're going to need an awful lot more aluminum. We're going to need a lot more copper. We're going to need uh, all, all these rare earths that create uh, um, uh, magnets for generating systems. We're probably going to need some nuclear along the way. Uh, so uranium um, and, uh, and gold, uh, uh, the industry that I'm most familiar with, is is something that we're going to need to uh, create a base for our financial systems. And uh, so these are all, uh, and as you describe, it takes a long time to put a copper mine or a, a, a bauxite mine or an aluminum smelter or a copper smelter. It takes a long time to build these assets. And we just, uh, um, uh, we haven't ignored, but the... Um, Government incentives have not pushed the older industries towards uh, uh, creating new product for new worlds going forward. 
And uh, I think we're probably 10 years behind on creating enough renewable energy infrastructures so that we can phase out fossil fuels. It was fascinating um, the the speed at which we were able to create the vaccines. People said it'll take mm-hmm. years and years and years, and we made them in a very, very short amount of time. Yep. If, if, if normally it would take five or 10 years to get a mining operation online, if you put enough money into it, could you speed that up? See, money's not the issue. It's permitting. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so, so uh, uh, well, the vaccine is a wonderful case in point. Operation Warp Speed uh, um, uh, took a hot knife through butter on getting rid of red tape. Hmm. Right. And, uh, uh, and you could argue that maybe it was a little bit quick, but boy, did it ever generate results. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so during the Second World War, uh, Lord Beaverbrook in Britain um, uh, you know, ramped up Spitfire production because he cut red tape, kind of completely bypassed the whole thing and really ramped up production. And um, uh, now, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's difficult to argue that you should short circuit a permitting process to get a mine in production. It should be carefully considered, and there should be all sorts of things in place, but um, the process could be made quicker for sure. Got it. Interesting. So your work with Elevation Gold, tell us a little bit about what y'all are working on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so so Mike Allen is the uh, the president, and I'm the uh, chairman of Elevation. And uh, we work together with, in, in a company called Northern Empire. And Northern Empire, we found an asset called the Sterling, which was in Nevada. And uh, it, was, it was an asset that the market had really forgotten about. And, uh, and we started kicking tires, looking around for other assets, and we found the Moss Mine. We were intrigued by the geology uh, that the uh, gold deposit at the Moss Mine is, is held in. And so we really started uh, looking at it hard, and we realized that uh, that the market sort of acknowledged that there was a mine there, but they weren't, uh, they didn't fully understand the potential of it. And so, uh, so we went into merger talks uh, with uh, Northern Vertex. It, it went on for a good five or six months, and then in February of last year, we completed the merger, and uh, um, and. You know, we bought, we brought uh, a different set of expertise to the table. So we had, we had a lot, we have a lot of experience in capital markets, raising capital, understanding the uh, uh, the capital markets, and so that was something that uh, the Vertex guys didn't have as much of. Uh, we also we also brought a lot of technical expertise to the table. So. Mike Allen, uh, as the president, is uh, a geologist, a registered professional geologist, um, and uh, and we also brought uh, the VP of Exploration for uh, for our company, a guy named Warwick Board, and Warwick uh, has been able to bring all sorts of incredible talent to the table, figuring out the geology. Now we've also uh, we also brought some capital to the uh, uh, to the company. The original we did an original financing, which is part of the conditions of merger. So we brought capital, um, and we've also uh, cleaned up the company. We there was a convertible debt uh, that was uh, higher priced, so we got rid of that. 
we rolled the company back, so we fixed the share structure uh, of the company. We rolled that back six for one. And um, uh, and we've started to uh, understand the mining operation, but way more importantly is to understand the geology and the mechanisms of how this gold occurs at the Moss Mine. And so we just saw this wonderful opportunity to uh, bring an asset that had been dwelling in the shadows and to bring it into the light. Nice. I appreciate that. And so yeah. what, what are, what are the plans moving forward with uh, the Moss mine? Yeah. So, so the Moss mine is, is, uh, uh, uh occurs in about a kilometer and a half. And, and outside of that, there's another six or seven kilometers of the Moss vein where the vein is sticking out of the ground. And it has gold values on it, and there have been no drill holes. So, um, uh, so this is an This is the easy opportunity for us is to start marching our drill rigs away from the open pit mine, um, and uh, to see if we can't expand the resources dramatically. And we think we can. Uh, the geology is quite permissive. Uh, there are uh, values on. You know, as I say, the vein is kind of sticking out of the ground. Um, and we've got gold values on surface, and there's no drilling. So that's something that we're going to uh, uh, fairly easily capitalize on, and that's something that we'd like to to really start in earnest in the new year. Nice. Well, that's certainly an exciting time. Yeah, absolutely. It's very interesting. It's it's a great district, um, and uh, we're it's the same uh, Nevada geology, but we've come over the state line in Arizona, which is part of the reason why it was unrecognized. You know, it's funny, you, uh, you know, you're in one paradigm and you step out of it and you go to another paradigm and they don't and they don't understand each other. So you step over the state line. The rocks are still there, but it's not Nevada. So people kind of shrug their shoulders. But uh, but definitely the geology is still there. And so is the gold. Nice. Well, very exciting. I like it. And uh, OK, so unique opportunities and challenges instead of dealing with the state of Nevada, you're also dealing with the state of Arizona. And while they may be very similar states, they could be totally opposite when it comes to what the regulations are and everything else. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Got it. Yep. I love it. Well, Doug, the people are ready for that difference-making tip. What do you have for them? (laughs) Well, I'd like to say hope is not a strategy. Mm. But uh, um, uh, uh, I think that I think that along those lines that that uh, that in fact that it's 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 all about the people, and um, uh, you can you can have uh, uh, good management and good people, and if you have uh, uh, a good asset, then it all works. You can have great management and good people and a terrible asset, and they will understand that it's not worth spending money on, and they move on. And then you can take bad management and uh, uh, people that aren't so kind, and they can have a great asset, and they will screw it up. And so it it really comes down to people. Um, You know, can you... uh, get your ego and your hubris out of the way enough to say, okay, I don't have expertise there. I need to bring people in and, and to be able to recognize that. And so, so that's a big, big part of 
what I see in the business going forward, working with the right people, um, uh, making sure that they are empowered. And, uh, and once you uh, have them in place is to make sure that they are uh, supported and heard and understood. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Having the right people is key, and everything you just described makes all the sense in the world to me. And I also agree, Doug, that hope is absolutely not a strategy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Doug, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and Elevation Gold? Sure. It's uh, elevationgold, all one word, dot com. It's pretty easy. Yep. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Doug your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to elevationgold.com and check out everything that they are working on and follow along with the progress of the Moss Mine here coming up in 2022. Thanks again, Doug. Wonderful. Thanks so much for your time, George. It was a wonderful conversation. Yeah, enjoyed it as well. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.